What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again for the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast, flying solo yet again for another episode of Luke's Like That Manga, Read This Manga Show. Oh my goodness, me and the Like That Legion, back at it again, getting our Bushi Warrior on this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, yes indeed, because we are here on the Like That Manga, Read This Manga Show, what do we do here is what we do is we go back and we take a look at whatever manga me and one Jim was talking about on the Manga Monday episode that just happened this week. And this week we had our second two of two hot off the presses Manga Mondays. Oh my goodness. It was our second new Shonen Jump title hitting the presses hot this week. Oh my goodness. It was Neru. The Way of the Martial Artist that dropped. And I'll tell you what, that way wasn't a good way for us. Oh, jeez Louise. We were not so hot on Nehru, The Way of the Martial Artist at all, to be honest. It was a bit underwhelming. It had the, the classic feel, you know. And even, you can just look at that opening color page. Beautiful color pages. Uh, and it has that classic feel straight away, that kind of 90s feel and a classic art style and, you know, cool looking characters and all that. But that's all it had. It had the style, but no substance. Oh, no, because, you know, me and Jim, we's all about the characters, me and Jim is. And there was not much of the meat on them bones. There was not much meat on them Nehru bones, if we're being honest. We had Nehru and we didn't even know if he could read. We have the, the girl who was a bit odd, and then we had the discount glasses. He was like, glasses from Blue Box, but not even good enough for that. He didn't even have glasses. He was discount glasses. So very underwhelming altogether. There is potential, I'll say that. There is potential once we get cracking in this martial arts hidden school up the rocky staircase. Uh, if we get cracking with that and we have school shenanigans going on and get a couple of Cool characters involved, the punching experts, perhaps and the kicking masters and all this jazz for the martial artists, you know. So if we had something going on with there, I think we have potential and we might get the ball rolling. But as it is now, we were a bit underwhelmed. And I think I still think Red Hood is the, the pick of the two out of this new bunch. Uh, but I think what we have here for this week for the recommendation I think, not to toot my own horn or nothing, you know, I don't like doing that at all, but I think that the recommendation here, it fills the brief quite nicely. It succeeds in the assignment, if you will. Oh my goodness, because we have that classic feel from Nehru, and that like kind of classic art style, the 90s vibes, and I think with this manga that we are recommending, we get all that, plus we have that crispy character work that was missing from Nehru. And I think this is the this is the key. It has the best of both worlds here. Just like one Hannah Montana. Oh my goodness. Disney Channel. Wow. I, I, I don't know if Jim likes that. I, I know he does like the Disney. He likes the high school musicals. But I don't know if he's a big Hannah Montana guy now. And I'll have to ask him that. The big questions. Oh my goodness. But yes, we have here a manga from a big name as well. Uh, critical acclaim. Oh my goodness. But yes, we have the manga that we are going to be recommending this week is... Orient. Oh, so yes, this is Orient, the manga by Shinobu Otaka of Magi fame. Oh my goodness, this is a big name, the Magi. I haven't read it myself, but I know it's a pretty, pretty popular, pretty big deal. They do like the Magis. 
And Shinobu back at it again for another manga here with Orange. Oh my goodness. Now this is a manga published by Kodansha. Our friends at Kodansha. And good news everybody. The preview is working on this one. Bada bing, lickety split. Head on over to the Kodansha website. You'll have the full first chapter and a chunky first chapter at that. Clocking in and about like, what, 70? 60 or 70 pages, it's a big one. So you can get all that, head on over to the Kodansha website. I have a cheeky free preview of the first chapter. Oh my goodness. And I would recommend it, you know, because we have straight away, actually, kicking things off with the cover of all things. Boom. What an explosive, colorful cover, everybody. I... (laughs) Imagine that. The colors are colorful. Uh, who would have thought it? But it is very, like, uh, it stands out, I think, even if you were, if you were walking down, I don't know, the Barneses and the Nobleses uh, in the bookshops, and you noticed this, this would really stand out. And this is one of the ones as well. It does have a print release, which is impressive. I suppose because it, it, it has the Magi name behind it, you know, it can bank on a, a print release as well. But it does have a print release and a digital release. Uh, I think the first couple of volumes are available in print. And then they have... She's up to 10 or 11, I think, uh, in digital. So quite a decent amount to get through already. Oh my goodness. But what kicks things off with uh, chapter 1 here. This is Musashi and Kojiro. Oh my goodness. And we start off with color pages again. Uh, and a little little folk tale. Kind of like the way with, uh, with Naru started. like Kind of with that storybook feel. And we have Once Upon a Time. The land of Hinamoto was ruled by humans, but with the arrival of unidentified life forms known as demon gods, that age came to an end. The notorious lords of the Warring States period were all annihilated. But there were still those who continued to fight against the overwhelming rule of the demon gods. They were called the Band of Bushi. Oh jeez. And then we get straight into action, bada bing. And cute action as that because we have two little kids here and uh, two ten-year-olds fighting with the with the samurai swords, the wooden swords, and they're going swinging and yeah and fighting. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's seventy pages, and we said it at the start, seventy pages. And if Jim was listening right now, you know, he would be groaning. He'd be like, "Oh, oh, that's a big page count." But I'll tell you what, you you go through these in a flash. It is a breeze to read through because we have big panels here. The action is very uh, quick but easy to follow, easy to understand. There's no conveyance issues, nothing like that. And it makes for a very enjoyable read because we do have them swinging and hitting and doing the things. And this kid, Musashi, he seems to get the upper hand and he goes jumping with a swinging. And then, oh, this other kid blocks and, oh, stalemate. And then they end up chuckling. Oh, jeez, the sword fighting is just so fun. And they're, they're laughing. And this other kid, this other 10-year-old, is Kojiro Kanamaki. And uh, they seem to be childhood buddies. Oh, my goodness. And they're throwing shade. Your techniques are so boring, Musashi. And then he's like, oh, shut it, Kojiro. You always drag things out. So we have banter already. Already. Not to throw too much shade. But more character work in these, like, two, three pages than in all of Nehru. <laughs> I'm already liking these two. And I was like, who's Nehru? Why can't he read? He is the Tarzad of the martial arts world, I suppose. Jeez Louise. But they're chatting it up. They want to have a look at Kojiro's dad's picture scroll uh, because it tells the story about the Bushi, the only warriors who stand up against the demons. Uh, and outside the town, there's still these demons, crazy demon monsters, 
and all they've taken over they've taken over all of Hinomoto and the Bushi are the only ones left standing, still fighting, still taking down the demons, and they want to set Hinomoto free again. And this is just the coolest thing ever in the eyes of Musashi and Kojiro. They think it's cool. And they love the idea of the Bushi warriors. They like them fighting together. The band of Bushi always fighting alongside their comrades. And even Kojiro's like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And then Musashi, he's thinking, all right then, let's do it too. In the future, you and I are going to be Bushi. We'll leave town and work together to eradicate all those pesky demons. Oh, jeez. And this is the childhood dreams. You know, the dreams, the big smiles. That settles it. Let's make the strongest band of Bushi. Oh, yeah. Clanging the swords together. Let's go. And then, oh, time skip. Five years have passed since that promise. And we have here Musashi working hard. My name is Musashi, the man who's going to be the strongest Bushi. I've taken that promise to heart from five years ago. I'm holding fast my sword and working hard at my training. Or so I thought I'd be doing. But, whoa, he ends up to actually be doing the mining instead of doing the sword fighting. Instead of having the samurai sword, he has a pickaxe instead. Oh, jeez. And this is Musashi here, age 15. And he's thinking, why did I resign myself to being a miner after resolving to be a bushi? He is having a crisis of conscience here. You know, he dreamed of being the Bushi Warriors. He didn't dream of being no miner with the pickaxe. I will say now that as far as pickaxes go, Musashi has a pretty nifty pickaxe. I mean, this thing is straight out of like the Final Fantasies. It, you know, the way they have like the big buster swords. This is like the buster pickaxe. It is huge. And I think it could do some damage you know, it's no samurai sword, but it could still do some damage in a pinch, I imagine. And when we do see here, he's thinking he's kind of out of sorts in this world. He's the odd one out because he thinks this world is totally crazy. He sees, he looks up and he sees a big statue of a demon god. What the heck? Humans are ruled by demons and the demons are worshipped as benevolent gods? What? The, everybody, all the humans are praising this statue and then we do see them, they're all tiny, they've got their prayer beads, they're all thanking them, praying for protection. Everyone prays to the demons, bows to the demons, make offerings to the demons, offering up the demon rice. They have the whole thing going on here. It's pretty crazy, right? This world makes no sense to me. Musashi just doesn't get it. Because the demons are supposed to be monsters, so why are they, why are they treating them like gods? There's no way they're helpful gods. What the heck? He can see through the smoke screens. Oh, jeez. And here's the whole thing. This is why they're all mining. Because apparently the demons eat the minerals. And the, the miners, they are like the, the greatest of them all. They are held in very high esteem. Because these are the guys that are feeding the benevolent demon gods here. But Musashi's still not going to buy into any of that. He's like, no way. I'm not just going to be a some miner. There's got to be a deeper meaning to why I'm holding this pickaxe. And this is where it gets interesting. Perhaps layers. Because we do see... All Musashi's buddies come along. And like Musashi, that's the thing. He's not like Nehru, just some loader weird kid who wants to fight, do martial arts all day long. Musashi has friends here and he's popular. And why is he popular? Because he can do the mining like nobody else's business. Oh, he's got it. He's got the genius mining skills. He's got this super big pickaxe. I mean, like everybody else has like normal pickaxes. Musashi comes in with this giant feckin' pickaxe out of nowhere. So, I mean, of course he's going to get more minerals with that. I think he has the upper hand already. 
But everybody loves him anyway. They think he's just the best guy in town. And of course, you know, Musashi, he does great. He kind of lets this go to his head a bit. He's like, oh, knock it off, guys. He's blushing. Oh, my goodness. The pickaxe is so big, nobody else could handle this. Please teach us your ways, Musashi. And he says, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, he's going to take the praise. I know. I mean, he's not going to turn that down. Jeez. And he's happy. And he's like, oh, genius, Spider. And then he realizes, oh, oh, no. I'm not supposed to be a miner. My real dream is to be a bushy. What am I doing? Oh, jeez. But then we have more drama because he overhears in the class. I suppose in the class being being taught right beside the mining uh, operation here, we have the, the evil, evil teacher man, one of these priests, like kind of worshiper dudes, and he has glasses. So that's how you know he's evil. I'm getting a distinct prejudice against glasses in this chapter, everybody. I mean... <laughs> I wear glasses myself because that's how you do the readings. And I see that everybody that's evil, all the evil priests, and I mean, we don't know they're evil yet, but bear with me, Lister. We'll find out soon enough. But we don't know that they're evil yet, but they are all wearing glasses. And I mean, is this supposed to say something about the people wearing the glasses? We do know that the glasses in Blue Box, he can be a bit sus, but I don't know if he's downright evil. So I don't know. Maybe I'll knock some points out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Oh, jeez. But we do have here from Evil Glasses. He says, Bushi are monsters that rule Hinamoto until 150 years ago. They use violence and their social status to oppress all us farmers and bring us misery. The Bushi are nothing but villains. And then we even have the evil picture of the, <laughs> like the monster Bushi with like weird bone bodies and Bushi face and scaring the farmers, so this is just terrible. These bushi are the victims of unwarranted discrimination, just like glasses, and the people see them as heartless monsters, and even all Musashi's buddies are like, oh, jeez, them lousy bushi, they're just the worst, right, Musashi? And Musashi, he, he holds his breath, he grits his teeth, he knows the truth, the bushi are the real heroes, and the demons, they're the evil monsters. But he can't say it because everybody else has just been brainwashed into this. Oh, jeez. And then we have the pretty teacher lady. Not the evil glasses teacher, but pretty teacher lady. She comes in. All right, everybody. Let's end the workday with our chant. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. Uh, but anyway, what's your dream for the future, everybody? And then Musashi's like, oh, jeez, not again. As everybody lines up and he's like, everybody, they want me to say that I'm a miner. That's my dream. That's not my dream. My dream is to be a bushi. All together now, what's your dream for the future? To become a miner. And even Musashi, he's not happy when he has to say that. And even he's, mouth he's mouthing the words bushi. Bushi, he's trying to get to say it, but he can't. Oh, jeez. And then he's really angry. He's like, darn, I couldn't say it today either. Why can't I just say it? I just need to push a little air out. I really just want to be a Bushi. That's it. But then he reflects and he thinks, only me and Kojiro know the truth about things. And he's like, in time to go to Kojiro's house. So after school, he heads on over to Kojiro Kanamaki's house, his buddy from the childhood friend's. And then he walks in, oh, hey, Kojiro, I'm back again today. And then, oh, we see Kojiro, things have changed. Because Kojiro, he was a he was a bright little kid with a smile on his face. But now we walk in, and he's in here smoking like a badass. And he's looking very serious. And he just says, go home. And he's like, what? oh, jeez, what's your problem? I'm done with work, so you got all the time you need, right? 
So Kojiro, he's finished his work. Yeah, sorry I smell like a ditch. Oh, jeez, do you want to get something to eat? No way, I'm saving my money. You make do with the leftovers from the other day. So we already see that this this Kojiro, he's a bristly customer. Oh, jeez. Just go back to your dorm already. Don't you graduate next week? Is it really okay to just be slacking off here, shooting the breeze? Oh, yeah, that's the problem, says Musashi. At this rate, I'm going to be working in the mine. He's almost graduated school, and then everybody just goes straight to the mines. And of course, Misashi doesn't want to be a miner. He wants to be a bushy warrior, of course. And then he's like, all right, that's why I came here to have a serious conversation with you, Kojiro. And he whips out his fancy pickaxe. What the heck you do with that pickaxe? This is my demon-killing katana. Let's leave town and form that band of bushy just like we promised Five years ago, then we'll eradicate all the demons. Whoa. And straight away, and straight away, Kojiro is a bit of a skeptic here. Katana, ain't that just a pickaxe? And Musashi's like, no, no, no. It's my katana shaped like a pickaxe. <laughs> wow. And this whole time he's been doing, he's been digging, but he's also been continuing his sword training with the digging for five years all for today when we leave town. Apparently this is this is the day. This is the big day that they're going to get their bushy band going. But Kojiro's not happy. He grits his teeth. Ellipses. No way. My dad's story in that picture book back in the day. It was just entertainment. <gasps> what are you saying, Kojiro? Say it ain't so. Here's where we get the bomb drop. My family's ancestor was a bushy. Because of that, the town discriminates against us. That's why my dad at least gave us a kind lie before he died. Whoa, the lie that Bushi are the heroes and demons are the evil monsters. And Musashi's, he's upset. Say it ain't so. Kijiro, don't let them fool you too. Didn't your dad tell you that Bushi never give up on their dreams? So you don't give up on your dream of becoming a Bushi. Oh, jeez. And this is where we have Kojiro here hitting with the shade. And this, this digs deep because he says... You don't really have any intention of becoming an actual bushi, right, Musashi? Of course I do. What are you saying? Liar. What is it that you scream at the school every day? How's it go again? What's your dream for the future? And oh, then this is Musashi. He's like, you don't mean. What are you saying? Does he really mean? My dream is to become a miner. That's what you say. Kojiro is grinning. He's got that smirk. And Musashi, he's like, this is a big deal. This is really ticking Musashi off. Oh my goodness, he knew? Oh jeez, and we know how much this has been eating him up on the inside. So now to have his buddy kind of throw it back in his face, this is really, this is supreme shade. Oh jeez. And this is where Kojiro goes to town. You say totally opposite things at school and to me. I can't trust you at all. And, and Musashi, he can't say a word. He's like, oh, he can't deny anything. Oh no, I don't want to hear about dreams. From someone like you, who just runs his mouth to fool everyone around him. Whoa, this is supreme shit. And then we, <laughs> we was actually just shocked. Oh, jeez, what the heck? You really went and said it, huh? And he says, yeah. And then this is where we have Musashi pretty angry. Just watch. I'm going to prove how serious I am. And he dashes out the door with his giant pickaxe. And then we do have Kojiro. He's kind of looking at him and he says, he got mad. Well, I guess that does make sense. But I just want you to live an honest life. It's fine. Go become a miner. So then it's almost like he leaves and then a single tear rolls down Kojiro's cheek. 
because he knows he only wants the best for his brother Musashi and he knows that the mining life is a good honest life and that is the life that he wants for Musashi but is that the life that Musashi wants to live ladies and gentlemen oh my goodness but then we do move on and we have two days later the 151st year of demon rule Tatsuyama Miner's Entrance Ceremony. So this is the graduation. We have all Musashi and his buddies. They're all getting ready to go through the mining here. They're all going to the big gate. And then he's thinking, Musashi's thinking about Kojiro. And he's thinking about that shade that he's throwing at him. So that's what he was thinking about me this whole time. My dream of becoming a Bushi warrior is real, Kojiro. I'll prove my resolve to you. And then they arrive at the gates to the, the Demon Gate mining operation. And we do have more evil glasses men here. The evil glasses, priests, prayer dudes. And this guy says, beyond this gate are our demon lords. And this is where everybody's excited about the demons. But Musashi, he's like, no way. I'm going to kill a demon right here. You just watch me, Kojiro. I don't know how he's going to watch him because he's not going to be at the gate. But this is Musashi's plan. And this is the thing. They take all their belongings. The creepy glasses priest man takes takes all of their stuff. Your belongings will now undergo purification. Please leave them outside the gate. And that includes Musashi's pickaxe, which is going to be pretty important later on. Oh, jeez. But, <laughs> but then we have uh, his buddies. Musashi's buddies here. They're dreaming about what kind of demon lords they're going to meet. And apparently, the, the textbooks, they're kind of saying that the demon lords are one thing. We have here a very uh, a very cute-looking demon, quite busty. This is the holy demon mother. And the guys are very excited about this demon. I, I, I wonder why. And it's got sparkles and everything. Oh, my goodness. And he's thinking, oh, jeez, this is going to be paradise. Here we go. You're going to be working in paradise from now on, says Evil Glasses. And the doors crank open and everybody looks inside. And then, oh, his buddies are shocked. Where's the paradise? This is kind of different from our textbooks, isn't it? Oh, no. We turn the page. We have a big splash page. And we have just the the demon hell concentration camp going on here. It's it's terrifying. You have these watchtowers. You have all these lines and lines of just uh, pickaxe miners here getting whipped and everything. And then we do see what these demons are, these weird cat-looking monsters with star eyes and big giant like starfish teeth and uh, just slicing and dicing all these poor miners with tiny pickaxes and then we do see one of the evil glasses priests are there as well so this has been despicable evil all along they've been lied to who saw this coming oh no and even all the glasses have evil grins Welcome, new slaves. I mean, they're not even being subtle about it. <laughs> Straight away, welcome, new slaves. Now you're going to dig up minerals for all the demons until the day you die. And then we even see some of the demons getting offered up minerals. And then they just slice and dice this dude out of nowhere. So not very nice uh, demon overlord. Certainly not the, the cute, busty demon that they were hoping to get. Oh, my goodness. And all his buddies are really scared. What's going on, demons? You don't mean, and then we just see evil demon starfish mouth chomping out the minerals, looking like a monster. You tricked us! Oh my goodness! So they're uh, very terrified, but this is this is Musashi's dream come true because he finally realized now. You know the stories were right. He was right. The bushy warriors are the heroes, and the demons are the monsters. Who knew? I knew that. That's what he's thinking. This is the first step towards my dream. 
I, Musashi, swordsman of the Kanamaki school, will eliminate them all. And he reaches for his katana behind him, but then, uh uh-oh, problem, because he remembers he left his pickaxe there. His belongings are outside the gate. You're all slaves until you die, so you don't need them at all, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. He can't fight without his katanas. Oh, no. But then we're back in Kojiro Kanamaki's house. He's picking up his samurai blade, his bushi blade, and he's thinking, oh, they were fun days back in the day with the sword fightings, but Musashi gave up on all that. And he's thinking, jeez, what am I saying? I can't get him wrapped up in the troubles of a warrior family. At least if he becomes a miner, then he can live a proper life. So you see, you see, he was throwing shade, but he was a gem all along. Because really, he was just looking out for his buddy, his brother Musashi, and he wanted the best for him. But then he notices, oh, what's with that dirty bag in the corner? It's Musashi's school bag. He forgot it the other day and he left his school bag here. And then, oh, a a book falls out of the bag. What's this? It's all worn and tattered, and it says training record on it. What's this training record? And then, this is kind of like what we had in Nehru as well. You remember he had his book with all the picture books and the stories of the martial artists, and that's what he was doing. He read that all the time. This is kind of like with that, you know. With Nehru, he had this training book, and so does Musashi. And this is showing that all this time he's been working on his sword training and he's been training hard while also doing the mining. And this is mind-blowing to Kojiro. He's like, oh, he still has that dream. Musashi, all this time you've still been doing it. Oh, my goodness. And then in the meantime, Musashi's getting absolutely wrecked. He gets a big pow, big punch right in the face. And he has a tiny little pickaxe. And this is all he has to fight against this giant evil evil cat demon and the evil cat demon looking a lot more ferocious now Uh oh and his buddies they're all saying oh just stop already musashi just do what they say or they're gonna kill us and he says shut up and get behind me the bushi exists to kill the demons but he's really thinking deep down i'm in big trouble i can't do anything with this little tiny pickaxe but his buddies they're screaming oh bushi what are you talking about we're not bushi we're miners and then musashi's thinking no, what are you talking about? We're not miners. Oh, wait, yeah, I hid my true dream from everybody. Oh, no, why did I hide it? Thanks to that, I lost Kojiro's trust. Oh, no, and then we have the big cat demon monster running at him, and then he gets ready to swing his tiny pickaxe. The fist comes up, and then bam, kapow. Musashi gets really, uh, he takes a meaty one into the chest, and oh, he's coughing up blood. And, oh, how did things turn out like this? How did I get in this crazy situation? And he's thinking of Kojiro. And he's remembering all the shade that Kojiro was throwing at him. I wasn't trying to deceive them. I just, I just wanted to be a Bushi. And then he remembers back in the day, he's still whispering he wants to be a Bushi. But he can't say that. If he says that in front of everyone, they're going to avoid me or look at me coldly. Because nobody else says that they want to be a Bushi. He doesn't want to be turned away by his buddies. And his buddies do like him. He's one of the good miners. But he just can't stand revealing the truth. That's why this is just fine. This is fine, he's thinking. But it's not really fine, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's feeling all torn up inside about this. I was just deceiving myself as he gets another meaty blow here. He's getting beaten up on the outside and on the inside, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Saying this is fine, I didn't want to lose my friends. I was just too afraid of being rejected. I was afraid of being rejected. 
I did it for something like that. Oh, and he's just getting absolutely battered here. Whack, whack, thud, thud, thud. Evil Glasses is laughing it up. The friends are screaming. And this is where Evil Glasses even rubbing it in. Now say it. Just like you learned at school. If you do, we'll spare your life. What is your dream? As Evil Cat Demon Monster is about to slice and dice him. And then this is where Evil Glasses and the demons are grinning. But also, so is Musashi. Because he takes a deep breath and he smiles and he says, To be a Bushi, you dumbasses. Whoa, he finally said it. And Evil Glasses doesn't like this at all. Then die. And about to get sliced and diced. Mushi's looking serious, and then out of nowhere, Varum, here comes this crazy-looking big bike that just slams into the back of the demon monster, and Musashi gets thrown away, thrown loose here, and the friends are very surprised. What the heck, Musashi's surprised? And then, broom, here we have this big, cool, Final Fantasy-looking spiky bike, and who's driving it? It's Kochiro driving it, and he's got the cool bikes. Whoa! A demon metal horse, says Evil Glasses, who doesn't know what a motorbike is. What's that thing? Kojiro, what the heck? What the heck is this? And then Kojiro throws the book at Musashi, and he throws him his giant pickaxe. And he says, is this true? You are actually practicing the sword techniques while pretending to dig? And then Musashi smiles, and he says, that's right. Well, it makes sense you wouldn't believe me. I am just all talk, after all. Oh, ho, ho. And then we do have here the evil demon back at it again. And then evil glasses says, Possessing a demon metal horse is punishable by death. We're going to coat the ground in your blood. Oh, no. And then evil demon looking very serious. And then we have Musashi and Kojiro side by side. Kojiro says the demons are monsters. So my dad's story was true. And then Musashi says, yeah, it is. I'm so happy. He has a big grin. He's fighting side by side with his childhood buddy Kojiro. He's got his giant pickaxe once again. Kojiro, I'll prove my determination to you. And then he gets ready. The demon monster comes swinging. And then Kojiro, he launches the pickaxe into the ground, digs it in. What the heck? What are you doing? The demon monster is running towards them. What are you doing, Musashi? Your weapon's gonna stick to the ground. And an evil glass is laughing it up. Woo-ha-ha, fools. And then we do have Kojiro here. He picks up the train and record and he looks, this is it. This is his secret plan. The ground is his sheath. We do have here the Bushi warrior with the sword and the sheath. And then we have Kojiro. He has his pickaxe sheathed into the ground as he strikes a pose just like the Bushi warrior, the demon launching towards him. And then he says, use the earth in place of a scabbard. Use a flying spiral to slay the monster. Kanameki whole mind style drawing technique. And then we do see him yanking the pickaxe out of the ground. It's got a very bendy handle here. It's very flexible. And then it comes pulling out of the ground and it launches him into the sky. He goes swinging right in front of the demon monster's head. And this is double page splash. Thousand spiral slicers. And he slices and dices right through the middle of this demon monster. Cuts him clean in the middle. Very cool. Very cool double page splash. This whole fight is very cool actually. But this is very cool. Big wow moment. And that's exactly what happens. Everybody shocked. Even Kojiro his cigarette. Oh my goodness he's so shocked it goes out of his mouth. And then whoa. That's amazing. He says. 
Musashi, you're amazing. And then Musashi says, Kojiro, I'm not inviting you along because I'm afraid to fight the demons all by myself. So then why are you inviting me? Because I don't want to be in a band of Bushi all by myself. We know that Bushi fight together. I'm going to fight a ton of demons. I'm going to go on adventures. And when I reach the top, who am I supposed to celebrate with? Food doesn't taste good when I eat alone. And things are born without you. And then he turns around and he reaches out a hand for his buddy Kojiro. Let's do this. Together. And Kojiro, he drops his cigarette again. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they're ready to go. But uh uh-oh, out of the clouds, out of the sky, the final boss is coming down with a big sheen. Some evil spooky demon monster. What the heck is this? And then Evil Glasses says, this is a demon god. A demon god has descended. Everybody pulled back. And apparently the buddies say the demon god is the most important kind of demon. You don't really listen in class, do you, Musashi? Jeez. And Kojiro's like, oh, well, this guy, he's basically a boss, right? He's a god of the demons. All right, the boss, not bad. Let's go take this guy out. And then the buddies, they're, they're all angry. These demon baloney heads. They say something else. Uh, but this is a PG podcast. They tricked us good. Musashi Kojiro, please save the town. No, Hinamoto, save the world. I think you're exaggerating a little, says Kojiro with his trademark smirk. And then Musashi with a big grin. We're just going to do what we've always wanted to do, right? And then he remembers Kojiro's dad. That's just the bushy way of life. And the dad looking pretty cool here. And then we do have the whole gang. Let's do it. The two of us are going to take down all the demons. And, <laughs> and even the buddies, they're, they're cheering on with their little tiny pickaxes there. And that is the end of the chapter. Oh, my goodness. There you go. So you see what I mean? Like, that's 72 pages there. But that goes pretty quick. You have big panels, big action. And it, it reads along at quite a breezy pace. And really, you can't help but smile. I mean, the whole thing, and I was kind of hamming it up a little. The whole thing is quite, like, simple. You know, it's a very simple premise. You've seen it all before, like, the demons. And then, and then like, this guy, he's training so hard. And he wants him and his buddy, they're going to they're gonna go around the world. And they're going to fight all the demons. Like, this is classic stuff. And even, like, everybody sees the demon monster a reality, like, three miles away. I mean, th- that's not really a big surprise. But... I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going for that big twist. You know, I think it's very much got that classic feel. I think it's reveling in that classic feel. I think it's, this is where it's performing best. Because we have, like, all the tropes here, the childhood best friends. And then he's got all serious, but his buddy still, the dream lives on with him. So, like, a lot of that is tropey stuff. But, you know, tropes work. There's a reason why they are tropes. And if you do them well... It can still provide a solid read here. I think that's the key because we have with Musashi and with Musashi and Kojiro, both two very likable characters. Like straight away, Musashi, we get exactly what's going on with him. He wants to be the bushy warrior. He doesn't want to be a miner. He's got all these conflictions going on in his head. But in the end of the day, he stays true to his ideals. And then his buddy comes along in his giant motorbike and they're going to go demon slicing. And, you know, that's great stuff. Like, it's simple, but it really does work. And, I mean, like, we did say when we had the the Nehru, the way of the martial artist, there was not really anything character work to go on there. And we were saying even for that first chapter, it's good idea to sometimes, 
if you hold, if the creators hold the reader's hand, you know, really ease us into this world, show us what's going on, show us these characters, and give us a reason to be compelled going forward. Because that's really what's going to grip you. You know what I mean? And in this first chapter, we know exactly what's going on. We know the the state of the world are overrun by the demons, and they're treated like gods. And they're not the cute, sexy demons. They're actually the evil cat demons. And they have the evil, evil glasses servants. And then they have all these miners going on here. And then you have the clear goals set up as well for both Kojiro and for Musashi. Their dream to be like the Bushu warriors. And you imagine that they're going to go on great adventures. They're going to maybe track down, they're going to track down the old Bushu warriors that was like Kojiro's dad. So maybe there's going to be something going on there. And you know, it seems like it's the start of a grand adventure here. Like this evokes the One Piece vibes. This evokes the Hunter Hunter vibes. You know, that classic feel. But I think it plays off very well. And it has that simple, almost back to basics feel that really does work quite well. I mean, like, these characters aren't anything new, necessarily. But they're done quite well, and they still make for a quite good read. And if you're in the mood for something classic, I think you could go a lot worse than this. Of the two, between this and Neru, I definitely, I am much more on board with Orient here. I actually picked up a couple of the volumes already myself. And I will say, like, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing brand new or nothing. But for what it is and what it does, I think it does quite well. And it's simple, but there's a charm to that in all. So I'm quite impressed with it, and I'm quite happy. So I could go pretty, pretty high on this first score. I could go at an 8 out of 10. The band of Bushi, indeed. Oh my goodness. So yes, big smiles all around, and two thumbs up for Orient. Oh my goodness. So that is the end of the Like That Manga, Read This Manga this week. And before we get into the big rigmarole with the all the stuff you need to do, go on to the Twitters and the Patreons and all that jazz, I just want to say that This show will be going on a temporary hiatus for the next couple of weeks. Now, just for the end of July, uh, because your boy, the Hollywood Kid, is going on vacation. Yes, indeed, he is going off to the land of no Wi-Fi or very poor Wi-Fi connection, not suitable for recording purposes. And this is going to be my my chance to catch up on all my readings. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, but yes, the show is going to be on hiatus because I won't be able to record anything. With me and Jim, we still have a couple of ideas. We're still going to try and get a couple of uh, episodes out for your listening pleasure. So uh, keep an eye on the on the feeds. Absolutely. But as for the Like That Manga, read this manga show. Uh, it's going to be on a temporary hiatus and it should be back in August. All things going well with a lot more recommendations, a lot more shenanigans. It's going to be good times. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. And see you later. Thank you for listening to Luke's Like That Read This on the Weird Science Manga Podcast. Now you got to do three things before you go. Before I let you go. Number one, head on over to at Weird Manga on the Twitters and follow us and we will follow you back. That is the weird science way of doing business. And it is, of course... Your one-stop shop for all the latest and greatest manga news. Oh boy. Uh, Number two, while you're at it, you will notice that on the Twitter, we have a link to our weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com email address. And through that, you can send us all of your questions and your queries. Uh, You will read them all out as we do. You send us in your top sevens, send in your requests, and you might get added to the Manga Monday recommendation list. Oh my goodness. And last of all, last but not least, check out the Weird Science Manga Podcast Patreon, where you can get access to the full Manga Monday experience. 14 early access episodes, with new episodes added every week. 
for your listening pleasure. It is just that easy. But I want to thank everybody for listening and to stay tuned to the Weird Science Manga Podcast for more manga goodness.